goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Bo's by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Thursday Rush Hour here on WABC. Talk Radio 77 in New York. If you'd like to be part of today's program, all you have to do, pick up your telephone. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-9222. Rich, we're giving away tickets today sometime. Is that, uh, do I have that right? Yes, that'll be sometime this afternoon for you. Okay. Uh, John Cicada again. All right. That's right. And a special shout out to Daryl Rogers out in Queens, my second grade and lifelong uh, friend and all that. He's getting old like we all are. Anyway, happy birthday, Daryl. Speak for Uh, yourself. No, no, I'm speaking for you, too. I remember when you had (laughs) I remember when you had black hair, my friend. Yeah, that's true. And and more of kind of dirty blonde and and a a lot. more. Exactly. Yeah, I remember. I remember when you first started, man. We were all kids, Rich. And now, yeah, look at us now, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Avery, the love man, is in the house today too. The love man of Greater New York. Now, there's some serious news out here. Yes, 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 and we will cover it. Um, One of the things that I definitely want to cover is this venom that's being spit at to Robert Kennedy Jr.'s wife. She's a good liberal. She was on that show with uh, Seinfeld's guy. Uh, what's his name? Uh, come on, help me here. Uh, Michael, Michael Richards? <laughs> no, no, no. The guy that wrote the show. Larry David. Larry right, David, our him. friend Larry David. Yeah, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Right. She plays his wife. And, I mean, liberals love her. Now they can't stand her. She's married to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And she's supporting his. What is she supposed to do? Not support him? It's crazy. And, of course, you heard Mayor Rudy talking about the Biden news. And there's a lot of other news out here. But, but, I want to start today with an advice column. You know, everybody loves advice columns. New York Times has an advice column. Some guy writes it. They call it social cue or something like that. And usually I kind of just glance at it and skip over while I'm looking for news. But something about the headline caught me. And I read it, and I'm like, well, I'm going to share this. So listen up. And I would like opinions from the members of this staff. That means you guys have to pay attention. Did you hear me, love man? 
<laughs> you have to pay attention to love man because we're going to be asking you your 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 opinion about this okay scott i want to just to hear what you guys have to say about this here's the headline from the new york times it is from their advice column is my daughter horrible for refusing to release me from her student loans hmm the subheadline, a reader eager to be freed from $100,000 worth of co-signer responsibilities seeks a judgment on her daughter's behavior. And this is what the lady in question wrote. Five years ago, my 17-year-old daughter couldn't secure a loan to study art and live on campus at our in-state public university. Let me reread that sentence one more time because therein lie several gems. Five years ago, mere five years ago, my 17-year-old daughter couldn't secure a loan to study art and live on campus at our in-state public, public university. She needed me to co-sign her loans, which I did reluctantly. I told her they were her responsibility, though. She graduated with a degree in fine art and $100,000 in debt. She now works at a fast casual restaurant for $18 an hour. During this time, I divorced my husband of 25 years, got rid of him, and received a small cash settlement. I want to buy a home, but my credit score is so badly affected by my daughter's debt that I can't get a mortgage. A broker suggested that my daughter submit an application to release me from her loans. But, here's the payoff, but she flatly refused. She thinks, the daughter does, it may prevent her from getting a car loan if she releases her mother from the student loan debt of $100,000. And the question is, do you agree that this woman's daughter is showing poor character? So, Let us briefly summarize. 17-year-old girl, Mommy, Mommy, I want to go study art. I want to go study art at the public university. But you know, I can't get a loan. I'm only 17 years old. Can you help me, please? Could you co-sign for my art degree, please, and my loans? Mom says, "Uh, come on, I really don't want to do this, but you're my daughter. Okay, okay, I'll do it. But, but, hey, babe, these loans are your responsibility. Okay, okay, Mom, okay. Just sign right here on the dotted line. So a few years later, less than five years later, 
The daughter has a degree in fine art. Isn't that just lovely? Fine art. And she works at an almost burger joint. And now mom's saying, yo, look, I need you to release me from this co-sign business so I can get a house. You know, I'm out here. I'm single. I'm on my own. And and the daughter says, <laughs> go to hell, mom. Take that. Take, uh, uh, release you. Oh, no, I'm not releasing you from the loan. Just take that loan paper and shove it where the sun don't shine. I'm not releasing you. I want to get a car loan. I'm a hundred grand in debt, but I need a car too. And I want to go more in debt to get the car. And I need you to keep holding on to your loan paper so I can get another loan. This woman wants to know, do you think that her daughter is being, you know, a little selfish, showing poor character here? Now, the New York Times guy that answers this stuff says, I sympathize with you and with anyone trying to finance higher education, but I won't bash your daughter. You were an adult, and she was a child when you so co- you co-signed large loans. She was unlikely to be able to repay with income from a fine arts degree. And that's how it starts. So let me ask you guys a question, and let me ask you this audience this question. Is the daughter showing poor character by not releasing her mom from the co-signed loan? Rich, what do you say? <laughs> there are so many things wrong with this whole thing on so many levels. I don't even know where to begin. But <laughs> the big question here is, what exactly is a fast casual restaurant? That's my big question. <laughs> What is a fast casual? What is that, like Applebee's or something like that? I don't, I don't know. It means I, I guess they know. have fast food and yeah, casual dress. Well, my but, first question is, is how going to a public university, even living on campus, because we're here, you know, being in New York, the SUNY system is not that expensive. How do you rack up a hundred grand in debt uh, there? Hold on. So the daughter, they're both at fault for me. I mean, I, you know. If you're going to make your, you got to make your daughter pay the loans back. And then if, okay, say fine, don't, don't pay the loans back, but go out and get yourself a, get yourself a job. So I, I think they're both at fault. I think the daughter should release, the daughter is now 23. I mean, she should release the mother. She should release it. I am also curious about the the, uh, fast casual restaurant. Um, (laughs) It's amazing the things you guys with hear. A, with a fine arts degree, she should be showcasing that flair better than anybody did in office space. It's all it's in the presentation. Magnificent presentation, yes, with that degree. Uh, I agree with the New York Times guy. I that was It was something that the mom knew going into, like all parents that sign something like that, and I... I mean, if the daughter doesn't want to release her, the daughter doesn't want to release her. It's a bad character. Not really. I mean, she's just asking her mom to fulfill what she agreed to. Her mother told her at the time she's responsible for the loan. That wasn't what she. If 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 she had put that in writing and gotten that. uh, Oh, so the mother's lying. No, it needs to be in the contract or the loan papers if there's something legally binding about that. As far as I'm concerned, they're just following what they all agreed to do. So no, I. I don't think the daughter's at fault. Love man. What um, do you think, love man? Well, look, this is this is really hard because 
when you have a kid, you you pretty much enter into a life a lifelong covenant with that kid, and the, and the kid has all kind of like license to just destroy your life until you die. <laughs> like my 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 father, my father used to always tell me whenever, whenever I asked him for anything, boy, you represent some sex that I don't even remember. Like he would just t- <laughs> like. <laughs> Like <laughs> I I agree with like, Avery. I agree with Avery. Like I mean, look, and I tell people, you know, your kids messing up. Well, you had fun making them, didn't you? It was fun making them. Now deal with them. So 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 you think that the mother's wrong here? That daughter's cool. This is just fine. No, it's not cool. It just is what it is. Like it's gonna be more. It's not the first time my daughter gonna screw her over in life. <laughs> like this is just round one. <laughs> Round one goes round to the one. daughter. Wow. Round one goes to the daughter. Like Bob, Bob. <laughs> no, no. Whatever Avery said before going into his, uh, I agree with. What was that you said, Avery? About once you have a child and they yeah, kill you. you once you it? have a child, you into a, you enter into a life no a lifelong covenant of screw of screwicity. Like <laughs> screwicity, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Until you die, you, you got know. it. You're up. You got it. I hope it was fun making them. Oh my goodness, you guys! I can't believe that. Of course, the daughter's showing bad character here. For goodness sakes, the mother's has her mom. Obviously, a single mom now because she had to get rid of the no good, evil, rotten, dirty ass daddy. She divorced him, notice. Well, well yeah, but, but you know, I got we don't know him. the story. We don't know the story there. We can all assume because we, we're all men, and we know how these stories go no matter what the truth is. It was your fault, and you're <laughs> just a rotten, no good so-and-so, and that's the end of that. Okay, so the poor mother had to get rid of the dad. He didn't even give her much cash. Notice she said, I got a little small cash settlement. I don't have anything. She doesn't have a house to live in. She doesn't even have her own house to live in. She's looking for a little security. It's a shame. And here she is. She should call J.G. Wentworth. <laughs> it's a shame. She has a structured settlement. There you go. And she needs cash now. There you go. It's a shame. There's no, there's no structured settlement, though. Like, like what settlement? With the, with the dad. With the dad. <laughs> she got a small amount of cash. The dad, is, the dad is laughing. You know, the dad right, is he's, laughing somewhere. He's Exactly. He's laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> he's laughing. You know, I would be. And where is the dad, by the way? The dad knew better. The dad didn't have to call. The dad knew better. The dad knew better. He know he know his child. <laughs> you gonna do what? You gonna sign what papers for that girl? You're crazy. You know, the first question should have been, "You're going to school for what?" That should have been the first question. Hey, my my daughter don't got no integrity. I'm not signing no papers. <laughs> I raised that girl. <laughs> you know, hey, you know I what? Can the, I say something? Please do. I mean, you know, bottom line, you do what you can for your kids. No matter how much money you have, you do what you can. Period. He, she did what she could. The daughter, okay, right? I know, I know. But I'm she's just, asking the daughter just honor your agreement. You she said is honoring be, the agreement. No, she's not. The mother told her you're responsible for the loan. The kid wanted the loan so she could be fine arts Miss uh, So-and-So, so she could probably be a fine arts Karen. That's not what the paper says. 
Papers, oh. papers says she's responsible. Contract says she's responsible. Wow. That's the only thing that matters. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. Oh, my goodness. What did you say? You have these kids. They have a license to destroy your life from that point on. And that you don't remember the sex that created them, I think, was also part of that. Well, that's what my father used to always tell me whenever I asked him for anything. Boy, line again, Avery, boy, you you, boy, you represent some sex I don't even remember. You <laughs> <laughs> trying to ask me for something? What? Are you crazy? Like, because I can't feel entitled. You know, I felt I'm your son. No, boy, you know who you are to me. You represent some sex I don't even remember. <laughs> WABC 800-848-9222. I'd love to hear what you think about this case. Should the daughter pay this her loan her loan back, her fine arts $100,000 loan back? 800-848-9222. We're coming back in a moment. Hour is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Luther Vandross brings us back here on WABC Talk Radio 77. It's Luther's birthday today. Back when I was a child. For life removed all the innocence My father would lift me high And dance with my mother and me And then spin me around till I fell asleep Then up the stairs he would carry me And I knew for sure I was loved If I could get Another chance Another walk Another dance with him I'd play a song that would never, ever end How I'd love, love, love To dance with my father again there are times I can't play this song because it just, uh, you know, brings it all out. Luther Vandross, one of the superb singers of American history, celebrating Heavenly Birthday today on WABC Talk Radio 77. We're going to get to the phones fairly quickly. The We have a lot of people that want to weigh in on this whether the daughter should actually pay her own loans back that she promised to pay, whether the mother's still stuck with it in great. Um, leftists, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, is spitting venom at the actress Cheryl Hines, the liberal actress, very liberal actress, Cheryl Hines, very leftist actress, for supporting her leftist husband, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s presidential bid. 
star of Curb Your Enthusiasm, shredded by leftists for supporting her anti-vaxxer, anti-Ukraine husband, who announced his presidential bid yesterday. She said in a statement, my husband Robert Kennedy Jr. announced today he'll be running for president and I support his decision. Oh, and for that, she's being trashed. Now, Robert Kennedy Jr., 69 years old, says here, this is in American Wire News today, has been aggressively attacked for making anti-vax and other controversial comments, including comparing the COVID vaccine to the Holocaust. And, uh, yeah, now, let me say this about that. Not about his comments about the COVID vaccine, but about vaccines in general. I remember thinking that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was an absolute wacko nutcase when he was on the campaign leading the charge to say that vaccines were playing some role in autism. I'm like, this guy's nuts because a bunch of medical studies came out and said, no, 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 there's nothing here. There's nothing that links vaccines to autism. And yet he was out there spouting it anyway. I have learned during this COVID pandemic that a lot of the things that I thought were true were not true. I thought that if the CDC and the medical authorities in this country said something that, why, of course it was medically sound. Of course they wouldn't lie to us. Well, guess what I've learned? They lie to us. These people lie to us. Of course if a study says something, the study's not. Yeah, guess what we learned? We learned that for politics, there are scientists, so-called scientists, and medical scientists who will lie about a study. Remember that study that came out after Trump said he, that hydro, hydroxychloroquine was good? And they, they came out and said, oh, no, no, Donald Trump is terrible. He's evil. He's a liar. This stuff is terrible. And yet now there was just another study released a few uh, weeks ago about the benefits of hydroxychloroquine. I've learned that the media lies about medical issues. They're no experts. Look at the way that the COVID information has been and is being suppressed. And then on top of that, we learn that things that we put in our body do have an impact. Now, I am not saying that Robert Kennedy is right about anything. I am not a doctor. I don't know. But I'm saying today, he doesn't seem quite the nut wacko job that he did to me a bunch of years ago. In fact, today, it seems like I wonder, and I seriously wonder, what if he's right? What if he's right? I don't know. I don't know, and I'm not making any judgment that he is or not. Based on everything we watched happen during the years of COVID, though, I must ask myself the question, What if he's right? Here's another headline. I'm not going to get too deeply into the story. The NIH study recruiting 18-year-olds to learn unknown side effects of testicle removal for gender dysphoria. 
They're recruiting for a clinical study to see what the real effects are, the unknown cardiovascular effects of surgically removing testicles from young men. You mean we don't know and they're doing it already? In mass, we don't know. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-WABC. James Golden, A.K. Sterling, coming back with you right after this. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. WABC Talk Radio 77 celebrating the heavenly birthday of Luther Vandross today. This, of course, a house is not a home. One of the Burt Bacharach songs that he covered. Let's head to... The telephones. Doreen in Queens, welcome. You're on WABC. How are you? I'm I'm pretty good. First of all, I did co-sign for my son's loans under strict conditions, and he knew them before I even signed the paperwork. They're his responsibility. You have to start paying two years after you finish. That's what the loan papers say. That's when they start asking you for money. I didn't care what he did as a job. He worked in a supermarket and he paid his monthly loans when he and I said, you know, that's not going to cover it for the rest of your life. I made him take every test, city test, state test known to this New York state. And he is now in a city job. He is a school safety agent, fully employed, working overtime and paying his loans back full time. Yes, that mother is not responsible. When you co-sign for an underage child, it is still their responsibility. You are only picking it up in case something happens to them and they're debilitated. If she's healthy, I'm presuming that this young lady is probably living at home if she's only making $18 an hour. Okay. Yeah. Her, her behind would be out. She Thank could you. live in the freaking garage, as far as I would be concerned. You don't get to buy a car and have to pay insurance and registration and everything while I'm paying back your student loans. Oh, I don't think so. Thank you, Doreen. Raise responsible human beings, parents. Thank you, Doreen. Sam in Brooklyn, New York. You're on WABC. What say you, Sam? Okay, well, first of all, there's certain things I don't understand. How can she take, waive the uh, co-payment? How can that happen? So whatever it is, the story is, first of all, they should check apparently, out the fact. Hold on. Apparently, there's an application that will uh-huh. allow a co-signer to say, no, I'm assuming full responsibility for this loan now. Oh, the, the co- no, 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 no. It's not that the co-signer is taking responsibility. What she wants her daughter to do is to relieve her of the responsibility so she can exactly. buy a house. How right. can that happen? That's what I'm saying. Apparently there's an application that will allow her daughter, who is now a grown, recognized, major, 
meaning she's not a minor, so she must be a major. And, and so she can say, okay, this loan is all mine. I'm taking, I'm releasing my mom from any obligation, and I'll pay it. And the loan servicer is going to agree to that? Maybe she's going to be talking about refinancing a loan loan. Maybe that could be a know. way of doing it. Okay, and secondly, if the thing is the way they say it is, then it could be that maybe the daughter could buy the car first, and then the mother could uh, could uh, buy the house after releasing, after the daughter releases her from the obligation, if that's at all possible. Hmm. But you don't think here that there's anything wrong with this daughter's behavior. Oh, there is something wrong. Well, actually, the the the, the basic problem was that nobody was thinking about what they were doing. And how did the loan get up, get to a hundred thousand dollars? I mean, that's not because to she went either. to school. Because yeah, she it, went to school. No, I'll tell you what. What probably happened? She took out. She took the student loan kickback. Because you see, you can borrow more than the tuition. Ah. Aha. The plot thickens. You can yeah. borrow more. You can borrow more money than you need, huh? That's right. Yeah. Theoretically, it's for living expenses. Aha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Okay. You have cleared up stuff. You've cleared up one issue. How do you run up $100,000 in a fine arts degree? And it's only a bachelor's degree. Well, Eric, in, thank you, Sam. Eric in Queens, you're up next. What say you, my friend? James, total pleasure to finally speak to you. A um, couple of quick things. One, I encountered a similar issue on a job working at Central Park West. I had a remodeling company. And I'm painting a two-bedroom apartment for $25,000 15 years ago. And the guy's personal assistant had a Harvard education, had a master's degree in art history. And she's working for this guy, making like 15 bucks an hour. And I, I thought it was the saddest thing. But this woman's in luck because come May 1st, the mortgage laws are changing. So her bad credit's actually going to help her, thanks to Joe Biden. So... Kudos, Wait, kudos explain that. Explain that. So you said the mortgage right? laws will be changing, and how does this how does this turn out to be good for for the, this this well, woman? Minimal to no down payment, poor credit, and uh, she'll get the better rates, and she'll get the better end of the stick compared to you know highly qualified buyers. Oh, we're going. We're doing this again. This is what and led so, to. If you don't mind. Go ahead. I, if you don't mind, I know you you love. Music trivia. Can I share something with you? Please do. Okay. Last week you played Ronnie Spector, Be My Baby. Um, 1973, the Scorsese film, Mean Streets. Uh, Harvey Keitel, Robert De Niro. The movie opens with Be My Baby uh, without Phil Spector's permission. Phil Spector catches wind, goes nuts, wants to sue the crap out of Scorsese. Scorsese's a nobody at that point. Some in-between guy arbitrated a deal, and they said, look, he's an up-and-coming director. Leave him alone. He'll make good on it. Fast forward to Goodfellas, 1992, and it's loaded with Phil Spector songs. Uh, I'm sure you didn't know this one. I did not know that. And so he so did make they, good he on made it. Good, made good on his deal. Oh, man, what a great story. How, how, how you, did you know you that? You can YouTube that, boat. You can YouTube okay. that. You can find Phil Spector in an interview talking about this. Wonderful. Thank you. Appreciate that. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Gracie, my Gracie, my darling Gracie in, in Rockland County. How are you, Gracie? 
Oh, my darling Bo, listen, I'm I'm a horrible person. The mothers should never and the fathers should never co-sign the loans uh, because if they don't think they're going to be able to subsidize the children, forget about it, especially in this day and age. I got some loans for my son, but I knew, my husband and I knew, that when he graduated, we were going to be able to pay them off, okay? So it was like a, but for nowadays, uh, the mothers today are, and fathers are crazy. The kids are never going to make 100000 to pay off the loan or 200000 to pay off the loan. You're throwing good money after bad. Go to a state university. Wow. All right. So, I know I'm terrible, Bo. I went to Hunter you're College. You're not terrible. To you save to my Hunter. father and my, I saved my mother and father back in 64, $950. I went to Hunter and I was damn happy to get it for free back then. Yeah, but where can you get free, free fine arts degrees these days? Yeah, I mean, and what you know, are you going to do with it? Toilet paper? Um, you're going to be a fine artist. Yeah, and who's going to buy your stuff? What, your father's uh, Biden? You're going to say. You know what I mean, Bo? I do know what you mean. Certain jobs, you're never going to make the money to pay off the loan. Well, you know, I'd like to think that there are, I'd like to think that there are artists out here who are making a ton of money. And there are with fine arts degrees because they really know their stuff. And they become decorators. They or, or 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 have something to do with that. They can also. Uh, what can what else can you do with a fine arts degree? Rich, help me. What can you do with a fine arts degree? Paint. You can become a painter. <laughs> there you go. Sculpt. You know. <laughs> you can become work a sculptor. With, work with clay, maybe. I don't know. You know, one of those mediums. Yeah. Oh, right, like Crazy. you said, interior I love designer. You. Yeah. I'm sure that there's some people with fine arts degrees that are making tons of money, but they have to know how to make the, anyway, WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Sterling. Coming back, more of your calls coming up right after this. Luther Vandross on WABC. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Get ready for a night, one of a kind night with one of my favorite recording artists ever, international superstar John Cicada is coming to the Bergen Performing Arts Center. That would be tomorrow night. April 21st, I have a pair of tickets right now for you. If you're the seventh caller, 
800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222, caller. Wins a pair of tickets to see John Sakata tomorrow night at Bergen Pack. That's 800-848-9222, seventh caller. You'll go see John Sakata, and we have got some great shows. We're going to be telling you about it, Bergen Pack. You can go visit them, bergenpack.org. Let's head back to the telephones. Norman in Brooklyn, New York, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, James. Um, Look, I'm a conservative, and I saw RFK Jr. speak about a year and a half ago at an anti-vaccine mandate uh, in front of an audience. He was composed, I I would say most of us were Republicans and conservatives, and he had us in tears. Okay, this is a time in New York when you're required a pass to go into a bar or go into a restaurant. Very anti-American things were going on. Now, while I would prefer a Trump or DeSantis, I could live very well with RFK Jr. as our president. Wow, that's saying something. You know what? I'm thinking with all this organized vitriol against uh, Kennedy, and there were so many stories, even his own family doesn't want to vote for him. Well, Mm -hmm. to me, that's a plus. You mean if the liberal side of the Kennedy family doesn't want him in, then I think that's worth another look, eh? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's he's willing to buck the deep state. He is a throwback, I feel, to 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 his uncle. I mean, I, I, I definitely feel like he's a throwback to a, a Democrat, Democratic Party of a different time. Uh, one that when I was a little kid, when I when I turned 18, that was the first party. Uh, you know, that's that's what I started with. I make but no secret they're not about like the that fact anymore. That, right. I make no secret about the fact that I loved RFK Sr., you know, as yep. a politician, and I respected him as a man. So yep. there you go. Different time, different era. Thank you so much, Norman. I'd love hearing from you. Please call again. John in Belmont, New Jersey. How are you, John? I'm well, Mr. Golden. How are you today? Good, thank you. I'm calling about the lady that got stuck for the loan. Yeah. Yeah, well, she, you know, she should have known better that her kid wasn't going to be paying it back. But, um, you know, when, when you do those things, you got to be careful about it. Uh, the girl should be responsible for the loan, and uh, and that's that. Um, what was I going to say? That when the mother signed on the dotted line, she knew that uh, as a co-signer, she could could be held responsible for it. So there's a hundred thousand dollar liability on her record. You know, it could be that yeah. she's paying it back, but she still got the hundred thousand dollar liability on her record. That's all. Well, I the kid wants from, to go uh, out and borrow more money for a car, and she well, seems totally it. insensitive to her mother's needs. Her mom wants to buy a house. Well, the mo- like, what the mother should what the mother should do is take the small cash that she got from the settlement, and tell the kid, "I'll buy you a car outright. You get me off the loan, and then tell her to live in the car." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Create that's a creative solution. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Susan in Finger Lakes, how are you? Hi there. First, I want to just say how thrilled I am for you that you're a grandparent and you have a little grandbaby. I think a boy. Yep, grandson, and it's awesome. It's an awesome thing. Awesome. Well, we want to hear more about it. I can already see the smile on your face. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. (laughs) Well, I was calling because um, I kind of agree to a certain extent with, I think it was Norm, uh, that I wouldn't mind seeing him, but in the Trump administration, maybe with what Fauci's role or something in the CDC, 
um, so that we can clean up this um, this situation with the drug companies. And what you were speaking about with hydroxychloroquine, that really triggers me because um, my brother's an emergency room doctor and, you know, very, he's only been practicing medicine 40 years. So he's very familiar, and my aunt was on that drug um, for lupus. It was a very safe drug. It, it didn't kill the COVID virus, but it, it alleviated the symptoms that were killing people. The right. inflammation lining in the lungs and the fluid and blah, blah, blah. So that and how uh, Cuomo had the right under his emergency powers. I don't even know today if you can get it because he banned it like right on the first two months. Um, the first day, probably after, you know, Trump said anything about it. Right. And um, that that could have uh, And now we have all these um, hormone blockers powerful drugs that are not um, uh, allowed or whatever, sanctioned by the FDA uh, for this purpose that they're being used for on children. Right. Those drugs were cancer drugs. You're talking about the drugs like Lupron Depot and so forth. They're cancer drugs. That's what they were intended There's a number of them. Yeah. Exactly. So, Susan. Terrible. I don't even know if we can get hydroxychloroquine today in New York State. Well, you know something? Other places have it now. Um, other free states have it. And <laughs> this whole thing is one of the biggest scandals in history, not just American history. The way that this entire pandemic was politicized from top to bottom. And uh, so I have lost confidence in some of the federal agencies that we should have confidence in. Very thank you for the call, Susan. Very quickly, let's go to Christine in Orange County, New York. It says you're a nurse, Christine. Is that true? Yes, James. Thank you so much. I'm a nurse, and um, I want to speak to what your previous caller talked about, the hydroxychloroquine. Yes, it could have absolutely prevented so many of the inflammatory processes that were happening with COVID. My love, Mike, he had COVID, almost died. This was back in 2020. We could not get hydroxychloroquine for him. He has long COVID. Finally, just two weeks ago, he got a prescription for hydroxychloroquine, and it is remarkable. He's and recovering. see, this is what I was telling people. For people that, take, that took the drug, look, I took that drug when, I, when all else failed, and within hours, I was feeling better, yep. much better. It was a 24-hour dose, and he's, he's not 100%, but he's so much better. So Folks, what has two happened and a half years with this, of suffering. two and a half years of suffering, all based yep. on lies. And that's what yep. I'm saying. I opened up by saying, look, I don't know whether Robert Kennedy Jr. I used to think that when he started talking about the vaccines and all this stuff back in the days of uh, autism. And by the way, do we have do we ever get an answer as to what caused this sudden surge of autism that's in our society now? I don't think we have. Nope, we have not. And. I never believed the theory about um, that vaccines might be the cause, but now we question it. Now we're questioning a lot of things. Who exactly? And I gave hydroxychloroquine 30 years ago when I first became a nurse safely to many, many people. Thank you. Got to leave it there. Because time is up. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families. God willing, be here tomorrow. Thank you with love and gratitude to you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.